You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Game time with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest is one of the greatest drivers of all time. 59-time NASCAR Cup Series winner, the Candyman, Kyle Busch. Brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you gotta get stuff done. Today's guest holds several NASCAR records, including the most all-time wins spanning all three NASCAR's top series. The Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Truck Series. He's also a two-time Cup Series champion himself and the proud papa of pretty good six-year-old driver as well. It's my pleasure to welcome in Kyle Busch. Kyle, welcome to Game Time. Yeah, I appreciate it, Boomer. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Now, am I allowed to refer to you as Rowdy? Is that okay? I, there's a lot of nicknames out there, so about anyone you say, I'll have reference to. All right, I'm going to stick with Rowdy. Now, listen, you've won so many championships. I mean, you just keep uh, expanding your, your, your home to put all your hardware on the walls? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, we definitely have a trophy case problem, that's for sure. I never build a trophy case ahead of time to where there's empty shelves sitting there, you know. So anytime I ever do one, it's going to be full by the time I'm, I'm done with uh, the project. So it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. We've collected a lot of trophies over the years and uh, looking for a lot more, though. I, I've got a few more years left in me. Here's what I love about NASCAR. You guys are basically reaching out and other celebrities are reaching out to you guys. I mean, rapper Pitbull is a team co-owner. Emmett Smith uh, will be a part of an Xfinity team. And of course, Saints running back Alvin Kamara is going to be named NASCAR first growth and engagement advisor. Now you met with Alvin. I mean, is he really into NASCAR or is this some sort of PR stunt? No, he's he's really into it. A few years ago, you know, he, he came to a race. We all showed him around and that back then he was like, okay, whatever, I'll, I'll do it just to do it. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't the first thing on his to-do list, but we, we all showed him around and um, he had a great time. He enjoyed the race, loved the action and just being within uh, the setting of it, you know, it, it really hooked him. And so he's actually been back to the racetrack since the first time. And I feel like he's really become a fan. He's told all the guys in his um, you know, in his locker room about NASCAR, and he's kind of explained to them what his emotions are around it and why those guys should follow it as well, too. And, you know, over the years, I've become friends with a bunch of different uh, NFL players, mainly retired ones nowadays, Pat McAfee being one, um, you know, also with, um, um, you know, the Chubb guys, of course. And then uh, haven't met Brady yet, have met Peyton, mm -hmm. you know, but all these guys, uh, Kyle Long, for instance, as well, too, 
um, they're, they're huge NASCAR guys. They're, they're sports guys in general. They enjoy sports. And it's just like me, like I love NFL and, you know, probably later down the show, you'll ask me, well, what's your favorite NFL team? Well, everybody makes fun of me because I have jerseys from about every single team that I've ever <laughs> been to and hung out with. And so I always go just like, Hey, whoever takes care of me this week, I'll wear the Jersey, you know, but no, it, it's fun. I just enjoy the sport and those guys enjoy the sport. So it's cool to have Alvin around and um, you know, I know their season's picking up right now, so we probably won't see him for the rest of our year. So the big question for me is, has he asked you to let him drive a car himself? Are you allowed <laughs> to answer that question? Uh, yeah, I, I, he didn't ask me specifically. No. Um, but I do remember seeing him in a fire suit. So I'm sure he got the, uh, the opportunity of being able to take out one of our school cars. We call them the Richard Petty driving experience. It's a, it's a school that teaches random anybody who wants to drive a race car, how to drive a NASCAR style car. So I think he did do that. And, and, um, you know, I bet you those guys had a good time. Brandon Marshall's another one of the guys that came yeah. out and, uh, they did a ride along experience, um, uh, Ocho Cinco was one of another guys who came out, uh, Fred Taylor. So those guys were all out in Charlotte weeks a few months ago, and we got to tour Dale Earnhardt uh, Jr.'s place. They came over here and toured my place at Cowbush Motorsports. So it was a good week. So listen, you have the crossover king of sports. His name is Joe Gibbs. You know him personally. You know what he's like. I know what he was like as a football player. I know what he's like as a man, his philanthropic endeavors. What is he like as a race car owner? Um, he's good. You know, I would say the biggest thing with Joe is he, I wouldn't call him a perfectionist, but he always has questions. He always will ask, okay, well, if they're doing that, why aren't we doing that? Or, well, what are they doing that we're not doing? You know, he always wants to be better and he's good at being able to push his people and push his people to do a better job in, in the in a respectful way and having that opportunity to be able to go and talk to people with the clout that he has you know, people will listen to him and, and they'll give him answers, whether he's looking for those answers or not. You know, maybe they don't have the answer, but they'll make sure to go get the right answer and uh, and get back to him. But um, he's been a great boss. I mean, for me over the years, you know, I obviously my early years, I was very uh, fiery. That's where the rowdy nickname came from. Um, I, I tended to make myself get into trouble a little bit more often than I was looking for. Um, but, you know, having coach being able to, to help me through a lot of that and be on the sidelines, if you will, to kind of talk me through a bunch of different scenarios and in a bunch of different situations has really led me into the path of where I've become a two-time champion. And so I feel like, you know, when, when you listen to a guy like that and have a guy like that on, on your side, uh, you better use them to every opportunity you can. You know what, Kyle, that was a great explanation. And we're just getting warmed up with the great Kyle Bush. Stay with us as game time continues right here after this. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. Fixes tired fast. Welcome back to Game Time. Kyle Bush grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. His parents moved to Sin City from Chicago, but unlike so many transplants to the desert, the Bushes didn't come for the shows, the gambling, or the inexpensive buffets. What Kyle's dad, a gearhead himself, found fabulous in Las Vegas was its lack of salt. Now, this had nothing to do with his blood pressure, I understand. That's right. Nope, didn't have anything to do with that. Keep going. All right, so he's a gearhead. He, he loves racing. And what does the lack of salt in Las Vegas have to do with racing? Well, the biggest thing is, like you said, being a gearhead, being a car guy, growing up in Chicago, the salt that's put on the road for the winter times is not very good to cars. It's very corrosive. So okay. he didn't enjoy that. And of course, back in that day, you know, the, he was born in the 50s. So 
you know, when he's in the the sixties and the seventies, when he's, you know, getting ready to hot rod it up and turn 16 years old, get a driver's license, you know, cars are melting off the side of the road essentially over time. Uh, so he wanted to move out to Las Vegas in the desert where it's, it's drier out there. There's no salt on the roads. It doesn't really corrode the cars very much. So, uh, it was a better place that he thought it would be to, um, you know, to have fun with his, his, his collection. All right. So your dad was a car mechanic at a racer. He went to the first Daytona 500 back in 1959. That was the first year that that fame track had opened. Uh, do you have any special memories uh, of the family going with him to any of his races? I have memories of growing up, um, going to the racetrack and, and watching my dad race for sure. He drove um, in the limited late model class. It was the second tier class from the top at our local racetrack. And um, it was a blue and white Camaro that he drove, number 77, and he won like 15 out of 16 races or something that year. So he was not a very popular guy at the racetrack. <laughs> he, he, he got a lot of booze, but, um, you know, his nickname was Tom Terrific. So um, just with his record that he had and how good that he was, he he was obviously very stout of a uh, amateur racer, if you will. So that's kind of where the whole family bloodline started was, was him driving. And, um, you know, we've taken it off since then. And you started at the age of six riding around your cul-de-sac in a go-kart. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Um, my brother, he's six years older than me. So he was, yeah, 11, 12 when, um, when he got the go-kart. So I, I would have been around, you know, six or seven. And yeah. we, um, we just set up Coke cans around the neighborhood and we ran a, a go-kart around there. And um, many of the other kids would come and watch, you know, their, their parents wouldn't let them on it, but my brother would drive, I would drive and, I wasn't tall enough where I could reach the pedals. So my dad would kind of hang on the back of it and work the throttle for me. Um, so I could steer it around the cans and, and we'd go kind of slow. But as I got older and got taller, I progressed into uh, driving it myself. You know, your hero was Jeff Gordon and you're not alone. What made him so special to you? Well, to me, when I was that age um, that I started really paying attention to the NASCAR racing on television was around the time that Jeff Gordon kind of came onto the scene. And 1994 was his breakout year. It was his second year where uh, he won the Coca-Cola 600. He won the Brickyard 400. And he was really, you know, becoming into his own. And he also had this really, really special car. <laughs> I say that because it attracted my attention. It was the rainbow car, right? It was that yes. DuPont blue, orange, yellow, green race car that was just so bright that um, I was like, man, I'm going to pull for this guy. He's the new kid. He's winning. And he's got a bright, cool looking race car. So that's my guy. And I... I stuck with him uh, through thick and thin all the way throughout, uh, you know, his career. And finally, me being able to get to the big time and, and join him at, at Hendrick Motorsports. We'll return with Kyle Busch right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you gotta get stuff done. Over the past two NASCAR seasons, change and innovation have become bywords. Even the NASCAR schedule, which traditionally accommodated only one cup race per weekend, was shaken up last year with back-to-back -back Saturday and Sunday races at Pocono. Somewhere up in heaven, Ernie Banks, the Cubs Hall of Famer who popularized the saying, let's play two, must have nodded in his approval. So, this, you know, this year... You came in second in the opening race and then won the Sunday event after overcoming transmission issues and gambling on fuel. 
Do you like the two races in two days or is it dangerous? No, I, I thought it was good. I, I think it really fit that racetrack well as also just with the, the fact of the fans, they all come in and they have a big party. I mean, it, it's just the camping was widespread all throughout the infield of Pocono on the outside as well, too. It was a really good crowd. And even the crowd in the grandstands, they turned up for both days as well. So I thought it was a really great experience. You know, uh, what makes most sense about doing it at Pocono was years ago, we would go there like middle of June and then we'd go there middle or end of July. Like we were only there a month apart from one another. So putting it on the same weekend, making one trip of it, having everybody there a really good, a really good time. It, it made the most sense. So I loved it. NASCAR has been heavily hyping next year's next gen cars. So tell me, what are they and are you a fan of them? Yeah, so I actually haven't driven one yet, but um, I've driven something similar to it. So uh, last year for the Daytona 24 Hours of Daytona, I ran in a GT3 Lexus race car, and it's an independent front, independent rear suspension race car, um, and it's it's kind of a kit car, if you will. And so these new cars are going to be a spec car. They're all built by the same chassis manufacturer all the parts and pieces you buy from the exact same place. It's a kit. You have to assemble it yourself and then you go race it with the driver, the crew chief, whatever, and whatever adjustments you can make to it with shocks and springs is about as good as you're going to be, you know? So I'm not a fan of that aspect. What I really like is engineering ingenuity, differences of opinions on how to go faster. You know, you've got Toyota, Ford, Chevrolet, the three different manufacturers in our sport. And, you know, the Ford guys, they might be working on horsepower of their engines and they'll spend a ton of money on motors. And then you've got the Chevy guys. They might be working on drag where they want all the drag taken out of their cars. They don't want any drag and they'll take the penalty of downforce. Where then you've got the Toyota guys where we'll all work on downforce. We want all the downforce we can get and we might take a penalty on, on the drag. But you've got different buckets of money and all these different manufacturers and teams are spending these, this money differently. And it's I think it's parity. Well, now we're going to go into this same car mentality, same body, same chassis. The only thing that there's going to be difference on is the engine. And so that's where I kind of have a disconnect with, with the new car. But um, it's supposed to be better for the team owners. It's supposed to be less expensive. It's supposed to have you, you could have less cars than what we currently have. So currently we have like 13 or 14 cars for the year that we need in order to go through all the races. And the new car, I think we're only going to be allowed six or seven. So it's going to be, you know, cutting our fleet in half. More with Kyle Busch right after this. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. Fixes tired fast. Welcome back, everyone. The NASCAR season stretches from February to November, so it was no surprise that Kyle Busch met his future wife, Samantha, a Purdue psychology major at the track. Now, what a psychology major was doing at the track, I have no idea. The young couple hit it off, obviously, married in December of 2010 and later began planning a family. So what followed was a struggle both before and after. Their son, Brexton, was born back in 2015. So, Kyle, what can you share about your quest for a second child and the painful ordeal of infertility? Yeah, so uh, it's been well documented, and Samantha's even written a book about it, Fighting Infertility, where her and I have been essentially fighting infertility issues, um, her uh, with PCOS, myself with male factor. So over the years, we've kind of gone through the, the difficult times of figuring out what it takes in order to have a family and to have a child. And 
Um, we were very blessed with Brexton and, and having the, the luck of him uh, come through in the first, um, basically the first adventure of going through it, it worked. And then since then, uh, we've had five failed cycles. So unfortunately, we've been on the journey of trying to finish our family with a beautiful little girl, but we haven't been able to do so. You and Samantha deserve a lot of credit for being open and public about it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you very much. It's certainly been uh, a trying journey, obviously. When you're a young couple and you're a young, healthy couple, you would think nothing of it. You know, you get to do it the old fashioned way and and uh, you get pregnant and you have a baby. But unfortunately, <laughs> things just didn't quite work out that way. So uh, we started our own foundation built around Brexton and the IVF journey that we've been on. Uh, it's bundleofjoyfund.org. That's the website that people can go check out. And, um, you know, we've raised awareness about it. We've talked about it. We've raised money about it. And, and we've actually been helping other families that can't afford the opportunity to go through IVF because it is so expensive and insurance doesn't cover it. So just one round of IVF is anywhere between twenty dollars to $30,000. And so to be able to go through that time and time again, you know, you're looking upwards of $40,000, $45,000. So to try to help families to be able to go through that, they shouldn't have to endure those types of costs. So we've been helping other families with that. And to date, we've, um, I think we've had 36 babies born. So, um, you know, really cool venture that Samantha's been huge with. Uh, she, she does all the legwork on all that. So really happy and proud of her. Oh, God bless you guys. Now let's talk about the young driver whose career is Brexton. Uh, first of all, how old uh, was he when you saw that he had an interest in what you're doing? Uh, it was about, you know, probably 16, 18 months ago. Um, he kind of started asking around about it, itching about it. And, um, you know, we went out to the racetrack, the local go-kart track, and we were kind of checking it out and watching. And I was like, all right, you know, you do want to do this. Do you want to try this yourself? And he was like, yeah, I want to get it in and I want to try it. So it's funny because the first time we ever put him in a fire suit and put a helmet on him, he cried. I mean, he hated it. He was like, it's too hot. I can't breathe. Get me out of this thing. And that was the end of the first day. You know, so then um, I, I let him go and, and we didn't force it on him. And I think it was a couple of days later he asked, he goes, hey, can we can we try that again? And so I was like, all right, well, let's give it another whirl. And he was all good with it. We got him in the car and he put it around the parking lot really slow. And then uh, we took him to the racetrack and it, it's taken off since then, man. It's just been a whirlwind of Brexton racing. And, um, <laughs> you know, we're we're traveling the country now with a six year old. We're going to Iowa and Wisconsin and Illinois and South Carolina and West Virginia. I mean, we've raced in more states than than I have this year almost. I love it. A chip off the old block, a little rowdy himself. All right, we'll be back with more burnouts with Kyle Bush right after this. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you got to get stuff done. In 2017, Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh did a heist comedy film called Logan Lucky. The movie was set at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and six NASCAR drivers had cameo roles, including Kyle Busch. So, Kyle, let me ask you a question. Was it a genius move to cast you as a West Virginia State Trooper? <laughs> yeah, as much as I enjoy uh, law enforcement, man, I, I I needed to be one of my own. So that was a perfect uh, cameo for me to jump in there and um, and pull those guys over. 
You know, it's obvious that NASCAR drivers are blessed with exceptional reflexes. Now, I'm going to test them now with a rapid-fire pop quiz. Are you up for it? Okay, sounds good. I'm ready. All right. So, what is your favorite track? Bristol Motor Speedway. Love Bristol. Okay, best NASCAR garage? Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Neon garage. All right, love it. Peyton Manning's uniform number? 18. Denver Broncos at your hometown Las Vegas Raiders this year. Who wins? Denver Broncos. Ah, I like it. Loyalty. Number of career touchdown passes by Peyton Manning over or under 500? Over. Correct. 539. Favorite scene from a racing movie? Uh, Days of Thunder, dropping the hammer. I love that, dropping the hammer. That's great. Listen, when they make the Kyle Busch story, who do you want to uh, play you? And uh, who would be rowdy enough in your eyes to be able to pull you off? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, interesting. Uh, I haven't thought about that one, so you stumped me. Um, my, I don't know. I like Adam Sandler, but he's getting a little bit older. No, I mean, I don't no, know no, no, no. Older, we want but... Brad, you, you want Brad Pitt. You don't want Brad Pitt. Adam he's Sandler. getting older, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, but at least he looks good. So you're getting older as well. You're becoming a real dad now. You're taking your kid all over the country. Uh, by it. the way, I, we were talking about Rowdy. And one of the reasons you're rowdy, you're a little bit of a, you know, like muckraker. You like to mix it up a little bit. Uh, do you like being a little bit of the, you know, kind of the evil one on the track? Yeah, the bad boy, the black hat, for sure. It's yeah. all good. You know, I, I don't mind it. Somebody's got to do it. You know, there's there's um, Batman and the robbers, right? You know, I'd rather be Batman, but um, I'm going to go give a little hectic chaos to uh, Gotham City. So anytime we're out there on the NASCAR track, you know, look for us to uh, – Either cause havoc, create havoc, or beat all the rest of them. All right, final question for you. Uh, are the Bush brothers okay? You and Kurt, every, everybody okay there? Yeah, once upon a time, we had a little falling out. He wrecked me in 2007 at the All-Star <laughs> Race. But, uh, you know, since then, we've kissed and made up. Um, I've actually done a really good job of, of handling all of his sponsors for him and, and keeping him <laughs> in the sport. So I'll take full credit for him still being around. And, um, you know, one of these days, maybe he'll uh, – He'll venture into retirement, but, um, you know, he's he's trying to stretch this out for a lot longer than I expected him to. <laughs> brothers, oh, brothers and brothers, you'll always be brothers. All right, thanks to Kyle Bush for joining us today and to all of you for watching. I'm Boomer Esiason, and I'll see you again soon right here on Game Time. There's a small group of the go-to guys in Hollywood for the gritty cop roles. Me, Del Toro, Denzel, Bob, De Niro, his friends call him Bob.